Hello, and welcome to our podcast for the Dark Corners are. Travels hostess. Tonight, I'm joined by the gang, but more importantly, I'm joined by. Road trip with the panda. There's gonna be uh, a coup one day that I hack him. He gets a theme song. No one else does. Yeah. Why is it the other two that are in the room? (laughs) (laughs) They're looking at me funny. I'm actually working on the wording for his. Why is his more importantly? Yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. I'm not worried about this song. Everyone, he's he's been doing this. For two and a half years. Literally, you just texted him the next week after I started. <laughs> hey, <laughs> no, you want to do this? No. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. She started like less than six months ago. And sure. she's the greatest addition to the team ever. Thank you. <laughs> he started. When did you say? A long time ago. Yeah, I'm telling you, he okay. was there. <sighs> more, more importantly, it's like it's like giving employee of the month to the guy that does the least. I you know, know, right? That's right. I showed up, bro. That's that's a lot. He's okay? been holding well. He's been slightly holding the fort. What fort? <laughs> what fort am I supposed to be watching? <laughs> I was not watching the fort. <laughs> Somebody's going to check on that. Well, we dressed so nice, and he showed up looking like this. I mean, what is this right here? What, what is, is that? What is it? Like a branch? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> like me neither. <laughs> Those trees outside. Dude, I, I had one eye open driving over here, okay? I mean. I woke up, like I said, pet my dog. And, you know, shit, I gotta go. Yeah, there's <laughs> snow outside, and this guy looks like Santa Cruz surfer. Saw, dude. <laughs> Ran into a bush on his way here. <laughs> the waves hit me in the cost. It was like schwa, dude. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Apparently, the crowd has turned. <laughs> oh, and bless you. Even the dog has to get involved. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today we're kicking off actually. Uh, I'm afraid to say it, but a panda topic. Oh, you're giving me credit for this one? What was your idea? Well, that doesn't mean it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Mine wasn't I only, either. Yeah. But I only get credits, you know, if it usually hits the hits the fan. So. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, yeah, we saw that. We just saw that. The, the crowd turned <laughs> on you. I told you what was going to happen, and it came true. <laughs> Call me the Messiah, my guy. Let's go. So what's your topic? Oh, so we decided, the, or I, I decided, and suggested that we do the Men in Black. I know we we don't really do a whole lot of aliens talk or X Files kind of thing. It feels like we've done a couple. We've done it lately. Lately, like a lot more aliens than it has been hauntings. Really, I don't think so. Well, you know, to be honest, you have only done maybe one episode of hauntings and stuff. Mm, Yeah. Facts. Facts. Whereas you've done more hauntings topics with me. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, 
I usually handle the haunting ones or my husband Jeff do the haunting ones with me. So you guys don't typically do the haunting ones. In fact, I don't think Samantha has ever participated in a haunting one because... Can't slash a ghost. Nope. I've seen Ghostbusters. You sure can. (laughs) (laughs) I play the game too. Generally speaking, the topics that the four of us do are off paranormal topic. They're topic related to paranormal, but they're off the beaten path. They're the topics that are part of the paranormal society, but are beyond ghost hunting and haunted places, which I actually think is a very great topic for everybody because we can all just bring different stories to the table. So the Men in Black has been a phenomenon pretty much since World War II, from my understanding. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, like the first official, unofficial, like, set the bar for Men in Black was, like, in 1947. Was that the Mothman? No, that would have been the uh, the Maury Island incident. Okay. So, like I said, there's no, because there's no official date. You can't When put the a Men in Black on. started showing up. Right, because it's not official. It's not a... Well, it's up to you if you want to think it's a real thing, but, like, it's not a an official government title, official government agency. There's, you know, it's not a CIA, it's not the FBI, it's the MIB, you know? Right. Well, again, it's my understanding that the Mothman scenario kicked off the Men in Black um, phenomenon with the appearance of the Mothman. And I think they were saying that there was so much UFO sightings that people were actually starting to go out and do, like, night picnics. They would go out to, you know, like, sightseeing places at, that they would generally see at the daytime, but they would do it at night to see the UFOs. And that's when the Men in Black showed up in, I believe it was West Virginia or Virginia, and it all accumulated to the one time the bridge fell, and then after that, there was no more Mothmans and the UFOs were gone. But the mo- the men in black showed up at that point in time. Well, right, so that's why a lot of these stories kind of end the same way, is of someone sees something, now someone's, that same someone either is no longer saying that story or re- redacts that statement. Right. Or so. has been discredited. Right. So. But who's the expert, expert of discrediting, huh? The government. Well, yeah. So, so they're an expert at hiding things. Yeah. <laughs> right. So in some of the research I've done is a lot of people have said these men in black, they sometimes don't have eyebrows or eyelashes. They just act strange. Yeah, almost like as a, a, lot, of, a lot of it, you know, you would identify as, a, as an alien in a human's body. Correct. Trying to fit in. Like they don't feel comfortable in what they're. Their own skin. Correct. That, that That's exactly it. Some people have reported that they're bald and wearing, like, wigs. Their clothes don't seem to fit. Their eyes are very strange, either hypnotic or just doesn't look right. They're, you know, and they're just, they just have a strange approach and behavior-like scenario. Right. But, I mean, there's also, from what I was reading and seeing, that it's all based off of a, a myth, per se, quote-unquote, because it, it, a writer named John Sherwood claimed that his friend Gary Barker concocted the myth of the Men in Black in a book in 1956 called They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers. 
So, and that brings us to when they start showing up is around UFO sightings. Right. So basically, from the beginning, the very beginning of the Cold War, after World War II, till basically till it's over, because I really don't know any men in black sightings after two thousand, even before that. Well, I think now that the United States government has acknowledged the existence of UFOs, there's really no reason to have men in black show up and silence people. Well, you don't want to cause a panic still. This is true. This is true. So I personally am still stuck on the alien being in a meat suit and coming to talk to me. Yeah. I'm like low-key so terrified right now. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, shit. You see something one time, you're like, oh, that's crazy. And the next morning, someone's at your door. So, and that's exactly what happened to some of our people in our stories. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty much the bread and butter of most of our stories because that's... That's usually what their job is. I mean, allegedly, what their job is is to go cover up something or silence silence them without silencing them or just straight up silence them, you know? Right. So you said the Murray Island? So, yeah, so the, and the Murray Island, Island is the topic, I, the story I chose because it's it's slightly considered the first, like, first encounter of the Men in Black. So on June 2nd, 1947, so we're just out of the war, a couple of years after the war, and like I said, communism is rising, and now we have a new founded enemy of the Soviet Union, or so the government says. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, so in June 21st, 1947, in De- Des Moines, uh, Washington, which is like a small little town just south of Seattle, a man named Harold Dahl and his son and two workers that he going that he tags along from his factory, whatever he works at, is his shop. They go out into the bay to go find logs in the water, and they take in to resell it. Oh, like driftwood? Yeah. Yeah. That shit's expensive. So, yeah, so they're, they're trying to turn them to profit. So they take the boat, and they go out into the bay, and they go to get the wood. But while they're out there, in the afternoon, as they're driftwood searching, mm-hmm. you don't know the verb for that. So they see six fl- donut-shaped saucers or alleged saucers flying above them, but one is below the mall and struggling to keep up with the other ones. And as it and it starts to lower and lower, it gets lower and lower, and out of nowhere, it, an explosion happens from the, the the lowest aircraft. It explodes and creates basically what they call like a slag of debris, falls down above their ship and onto the ship, instantly killing the dog they brought, burning the sun's hand, and in panic, you know, this fiery this thing, it's like almost like they call it lava slag coming down to destroy the boat. So now the boat is damaged. Fire's raining down from above. So they cra- they don't crash, but they do a quick old turn to the island right there, which is Maury Island, and they take cover behind this cliff, underneath this cliff, while the shit just falls apart. And then they, they take cover until it flies away. So, so did the spacecraft blow up? Well, in their in their midst of getting to the cliff and hiding under the cliff, they waited till all the noise stopped, and then they, they went out and it was gone. Okay. So, the very next day, Mr. Dahl, at 6.30 in the morning, a man in black comes to his house and tells him, I know what you saw. I know what you're going to say, but you need not to say anything. Don't, don't tell nobody. Keep quiet or bad things will happen. That was his quotes. Bad things will happen. <laughs> but so Dahl is like, fuck that. I'm going to tell everybody. So, <laughs> everybody. 
So he starts telling the press. It becomes widespread news. And now, granted, this is right before Roswell, a couple weeks, the same summer is when Roswell started kicking off and everything, all these UFO sightings. So this is one of the first ones. And like I said, that's why I consider it the, the founding spot. But as soon as he says that, government agencies started to come take over. So, like, the FBI wanted to take over, but then uh, the military wanted to take over the investigation. And it's so, like, why would you be fighting if it wasn't that important? But then bad things, too, start happening to Mr. Dahl. His wife and him are getting paraded by the public. For scrut- they're being scrutinized. She eventually actually attacks Mr. Dahl. The son goes missing. The shop gets vandalized. So he starts getting the worst blunt of it all. And so fucking the Army does, or the Air Force actually sends investigators to come investigate and question Mr. Dahl about the whole thing. He tells them the story, and they actually find some of the slag that probably from his boat, and they actually pack it up and say, okay, we're going to go fly down to California. So they get on the B-52, and they're flying to California. In the first hour of their travel, their plane catches fire and crashes. Is he with them? No. Okay, so the Air Force. No, so the Air Force guys come. They investigate it. They interrogate him or, you know, question him, find out what happened, take sample of what they have, and they go to fly to San Francisco. And literally in the first hour, we're not San Francisco, sorry, California. In the first hour, they crash, and they're both dead. And then the stuff that was from the plane is taken by the government. And so later they would classify it as a, some mineral, some exotic mineral, something like that, nothing to worry about. So, okay. at, so at this point, Mr. Dahl is pretty defeated, and so the government once again comes to ask for a, uh, a statement from him about the whole thing, and this time he says he's the biggest liar in the world. And he made up the whole thing. It was all a facade. But, you know, he claims he saw what he saw, but he was tired of the bullshit. The bullshit. So he's like, I'm the biggest liar in the world. I made up the story, everything they want to hear. And sure as shit, his son is found in Montana. And After the, he admits he's lying. After the whole ordeal, yeah. So the son is found in Montana, and the son has no recollection of how he got there. But. Wow. So they some, some it, it, it sounds as if they kidnapped the son to silence him. Well, that was the bad things. Yes. Yes. Thanks for recapping. <laughs> <laughs> Just bringing it all together for you. I was all there. <laughs> Just quick recap. Okay. Well, goddamn. So yeah. So fuck him. Are you talking about the men in black? Well, yeah. So and then you know because it's, it still was a widespread news at that point. And like I said, Ros- Roswell was literally right down the corner. There's actually a mural in, I think I think it was Des Moines, showing a picture of the UFOs and the slag coming down on the boat and the whole thing. And there's a man on the dock, and he's in a black suit. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a straight-up mural of this incident. They made, like, short st- short movies about it and stuff like that. Nothing crazy, but it's pretty renowned over there. So if you go over there, you could take a picture with it. ends up being a selfie uh, hotspot. Okay, all right. You Did take you a picture of yourself, and then you see three dots in the black sky. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the redacted report that they had, that the FBI wrote about it? Oh, that was are, you, are you fact-checking him the whole time? No, I saw, I saw this oh. one, Yeah, too. it's right here. I have the picture right here, yeah. Yeah, so it was really interesting, because you can't really get anything out of it, because they redacted, like... Yeah, there's hell of a sharpie. The sky was blue, and <laughs> <laughs> we took the boat. The end. <laughs> 
Yeah, I stopped and read that one because it had a report, and I was oh, like, okay. well, this report's pointless. Yeah, they, they sharpied the shit out of it. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, take it as you will. Right. But ever since then, then everyone starts having all these uh, men in black experiences, so. All right, pull bear. All right. Well, that's hard to follow up. That was a lot of story. Maybe that's why you're most importantly. But he's the star. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> now, now that number one's finished, <laughs> the polar bear's just jealous because he's normally the favorite bear. Oh. <laughs> the tides have turned oh, for this moment that only. Is that what's happening? <laughs> I'm I'm jealous. I'm not any bear, so oh, I don't even make the top two. <laughs> Maybe koala bear. Oh, koala. koala bear. Oh, they have gonorrhea. Oh God! <laughs> Thanks for ruining koala bears I, for me. You don't know that? No, they have like hell of like on ninety percent of them have. Fun fact: have uh, gonorrhea. Yeah, maybe yeah. koala bears like to fuck. We don't know. Have you heard they them do. fucking yell? <laughs> they like to fuck and oh yeah. God, and they yell. Have you heard their screams? Are oh, they at? Zoos? Oh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll <laughs> t- yeah, we'll talk about this after this. we're getting we're getting just sidetracked from yeah, aliens. Yeah, this is koala. Koala is probably an alien, by the way. Just saying. Yeah, koala crimes actually. They do think octopus is not from this planet. I believe that. Creepy. Yeah, we set the stage for you now. Okay. Koala's an octopus. Is it about (laughs) an octopus? No. Not even one tentacle, bro? No, it's about Danny Gordon. Gordon was a radio station host, and he had had his own podcast of a way (laughs) before podcasts were a thing. Yeah. So yeah, he he was a radio guy. And, you know, he talked about ra- uh, random stuff, mo- mostly about stuff that happens in his uh, home county of Wythe, and which he lived in Wytheville, Virginia. And so what his deal was is, you know, he would call the lo- local sheriff station. They'd keep him updated on all the local news, and and he you know, he's a, he's a well liked guy. So all the people in town were kind of telling him the news, so he could put it out on the radio. And it started popping up that there was a bunch of unidentified flying saucers in the area. And people just kept kept saying, oh, yeah, I saw the weird-ass lights in the sky. I saw this. I saw that. And at this time, is this this place, the White Wythe, actually beca- became a really big hotspot for UFOs. Like So UFO sightings? Yeah, UFO people sightings. People were showing up yeah. to come see the UFOs? People, yeah, people were seeing them everywhere, you know. And then... You know, once it started to become kind of a trend, everybody wanted to go look. So then people started to look, and so the same same happened to Gordon. He's like, you know what? I'm a, I want to go see it for myself. And sure, sure as shit, you know, he, he went out one night and he did see see a UFO, and so he became obsessed with taking pictures and. Um, you know, try, trying to catch the UFOs, collecting you know, evidence, collecting evidence, and then his radio station became more of alien oriented rather than the small town oriented radio station. So then he started like his own little club thing, like you know, Wifeville, we're, we're, yeah, UFO. we're we're freaking UFO hunters or type thing. I had UFOs only in my head. <laughs> <laughs> UFOs only. <laughs> <laughs> so then, th- one of the incidents there was an entire school bus of kids saw UFOs flying over the shopping mall and Gordon took photos of that. He actually got a couple photos at extremely close range that allegedly verified that they so he took took photos of something, but then it was actually verified that they weren't of this world. So then after all this stuff, you know, 
he, he's form, forming this this community of UFO things. He, he gets a phone call from a guy that claims to be ex-military, and he says you need to, you know, same thing as all the other cases. You need to stop for your family's sake or else bad things are going to happen. And so then Gordon was interviewed by two men in black suits who claimed they worked for magazine publication rather than, you know, a government ag- oh, agency. so that's like a covert yeah, they approach. Didn't, they didn't come in saying, hey, you need to stop. They just came in to in- interview him, see what he knew, see what he saw. So not long after that, Gordon actually realized that all of his photos that meant anything were missing. Then he called the magazine people, and they said, we, n- we don't know anything about it. We've never seen your pictures. We never. We don't even know who you are. His his pictures were missing. The magazine didn't know who the hell he was. And after that, he actually he suffered a heart attack. And then when he went to see his doctor, his doctor said that all of his research and all the stress jeopardized his health. His doctor said that. Yeah, his doctor said that. So it was kind of funny. The whole the reason I chose the story was because after he got the phone call and he saw the men in black. Everything just kind of turned on him. He was his pictures went missing. His, the the magazine said we don't know who you are. Totally discredited him. And then he went to the doctor. This shit's going wrong and uh, suffering a heart attack. And the doctor's like, you know what? It's the UFOs. It's, it's your research that's <laughs> causing all this. It's the aliens. Stop fucking with the aliens. It's radiation from their engines. So after that, it was kind of like a wake up call for him. So he gave up the story, and then he was never bothered again by anybody else. Interesting. Crazy to think you stop what you're doing. Just do what the government tells you. Everything go back to normal. <laughs> we want the truth. We want to put it out there. Well, the truth is out there. All right, Samantha, what's your what's your use? Is, is that X Files? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my story is about Paul Miller, and he was driving home in Minnow, North Dakota, from a hunting trip when he saw a luminous disc in the sky which landed in an empty field, and he saw two humanoids emerge from the craft. He fired his gun at them while the other hunters fled because he was with, like, three other people, and he believed that he had injured one, and then they left. So he fled down the rural road in the car to try to get away from them. However, he realized that he lost three hours of time. So from seeing them to where he was now, he had hours that he couldn't remember. So he shrugs it off, and he goes back to his job at the Air Force the next day, and these three men show up in black suits, and they're told that they tell him that they have his file. So he said that they seem to know everything about him, where he worked, his name, everything else, and they were asking questions about his experiences as if he or they already knew all the answers. And so he asked them how they got there, and they said that they had a report. So someone had reported the incident, and Paul was involved, and that's how they had found him. And they mentioned that the encounter would be best forgotten. So he was terrified, and he did not come forward about his experience until years later. So he sees the aliens. He shoots at the aliens. And then he (laughs) runs away from the aliens. It's the most American thing. And then never (laughs) talks about him again. Until later. Right. Yeah, I'm good. I've been doing the same thing. Fuck that. <laughs> okay. 
by the way, the title of that was Guns No Good Against Aliens. <laughs> That's definitely an American thing. Them guns no good. Right? Especially a North Dakota thing. North Dakota. Okay. So mine is, I kind of go, hmm, and then I kind of go, hmm, mm. and then I go, hmm, then I go, hmm. I don't think I understand those emotions. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure where you're going with this. Okay. <laughs> so here's my story. On May 23rd, 1964, a Carl Carlisle's fireman and amateur photographer, novice man by the name of Jim Templeton decides to go out with his wife, Anne, Annie, and daughter Elizabeth, and I believe maybe either his parents or her parents. And they go to a place called Berg Marsh, which is in Cambria, England, and it's like an area that overlooks the Solway Firth. That's kind of important. And so they sit down on this grassy hill, and he's got his camera, and his daughter has a brand new dress. So he's like, "Hey, I'll take a few pictures of you and your, you know, little dress." So she sits there, all prettily, and supposedly it's just the three of them. The grandparents are in the car, and. Supposedly, Annie is behind him as he's taking pictures of Elizabeth. And to me, that makes sense because Harry's trying to take a nice little picture of her. No reason to have anybody in the background. <laughs> However, so he takes the pictures. Then he drops the film off. And for those who don't know this because you're younger, it used to be when you took pictures from a camera, an actual camera, you rolled up the film and then you dropped the film off and you got the film developed. Well, when he went to go pick it up, and again, this is England, we, we take ours to the photo lab, they take theirs to the chemist. The chemist goes, hey, this is a nice picture, but the guy in the background ruins this picture. And he's like, guy in the background? No, 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 no. And he looks at the picture and sure enough, you see what looks like some sort of astronaut behind the little girl. Oh, I saw that picture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and here's where I go, when I start to go, hmm, okay. He then takes the picture to the police, which does not make any sense to me. Other than maybe he thought, hey, guys, something's not right. Here's this picture. But other than that, we don't normally take picture anomalies to the police. He then reaches out, because uh, the police do nothing. I mean, what are they supposed to do? It, even if it was something real, it's time has passed, you understand? Well, and there's no crime. Correct. So what do they really... Right. Other than document that this is something well, what else he's brought to their attention. Stare at the spaceman that's behind you? Well, he's gone now. He's gone now. Allegedly. Right. <laughs> How did he get there in the first place? Is he stuck in the camera? <laughs> so then he reaches out to the codec. Film company and Kodak is in its heyday, not only made cameras, still makes cameras, but also made the film and developed the film. And Kodak says that this picture is absolutely not tampered with at all. Mm -hmm. And so by this time, this picture hits the news, and everybody's just like, oh my god, what is this picture? And it gets to the point where even Kodak, the company, says, look, 
This is not fake, but we're willing to put up any reward or prize money to anybody who can prove that this is a fake. So even the company that made the film that's like, this is legit, is willing to back the photo. Now, here's where things start getting strange. After this whole thing kind of takes off, he, Templeton says that two men come to his work claiming to work for the government. When he asked for identification, they would only say, you know, you can address me by code 9 and code 10. And then they're like, we have some questions. We want you to come with us. And he's like, okay, sure. Which makes me go, I don't know about that. But they drive him back to the marsh and they start asking him questions. And Templeton later says the questions that they asked were pretty kind of strange. But then Templeton also says something that I thought was also kind of strange too. He says that he told the men that the domestic animals in the area seemed scared the day that this whole thing went down and that they seemed to be huddling for protection. So, I mean, I'm going, hmm, I don't know about that. But, anywho, he explains that even though he's answering their questions and the, even though they're asking very strange questions, the, the men in black people get very agitated with him and basically leave him on the hillside where they took him. So they basically abandon him there. They get pissed off. They leave, they get in the car, and they leave him there. So he's got to find his way back. Here's the strange clincher. A few days later, in Australia, in a place called Woomera, Australia, the Australians were actually getting ready to launch a series or a few Blue Streak missiles, you know, like test run scenario. And they ended up canceling these missile tests because they saw two men on the range of the missiles, missile pads, that looked exactly like the men, the man found in Mr. Templeton's picture. So, and Australia is halfway around the world. If I haven't said this earlier, this, this uh, situation happened in England. So... And according to Mr. Templeton, they reached out. Some of the people uh, who, some of the employees who worked at this, uh, this facility in Australia reached out and said, hey, we saw those guys on our missile pad, so we didn't launch. And they're like, this is really, really strange. It's really, really odd. Well, of course, years later, the government kind of comes in and, and starts saying, well, no, no. We don't really have actual proof that we saw these two men on the launch pad. We don't know what you're talking about kind of scenario. And, of course, there's this whole situation where there's a lot of strange things about this scenario. And he becomes kind of, like, famous, Mr. Templeton does. Now, my thing is, and I'm going to show you guys the picture. A lot of people argued that it was his wife, Annie. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not Annie. I'm going to show you guys the picture. If Polar Bear would stop playing with everybody. 
I mean, he made me look better. <laughs> You're welcome. My one. Speaking of, why have we never had UFOs here? They have. We yeah. have? He, I was say, do they just guards, think we're dumb? <laughs> no, prison guards have said that they have seen UFOs. Yes, your dad. UFOs. Yeah. Go ask your coworkers. Yeah. <laughs> Go ask the random person in the grocery store. The gas you see, station. You see ghosts out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah they've talked about ghosts. There's a lot of ghost talk. A lot of people die in prison. There's a lot of ghost talk in the county, too, because we work in these extremely old buildings. Yeah. You're right next Roosevelt to the oh yeah. Is oh yeah. Roosevelt is haunted, where we were when I started working 10 years ago with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's building. super motherfucking haunted. Mm-hmm. That's super motherfucking haunted. <laughs> it so is. I've heard a male voice call me. I walked up the stairs and Kay. looked around the whole building. Nah. All right, so I, I will post this picture on our web our web. Our fe- oh, Facebook yeah. page. Now, this is the whole picture right here. Mm-hmm. I want you to look at it. Tell me if you see something very interesting. I'll start from the bottom here. Like you can turn it that way. I have it. Okay. So starting from the bottom, scrolling up. Now, on the top of the picture, you see what appears to be some sort of yeah, old boys just standing there. Right. Do you see anything unusual? The upside down bird. Is this cloud thing? Is that what you're talking about? No. Or no. the or the fact that he's like leaning. Well, because he is at a weird angle. Yeah, that's when I saw the picture, I saw the weird angle. So I was yeah. like, maybe he's like trying to avoid the picture, like you do when you're walking through tourists. You're like, uh. Right. <laughs> right. No. No, but I mean that's a good point. So I'm going to show you the bottom. Mm-hmm. Is there something at the bottom? Or there is something at the bottom I want you to see. The shadow? No is the shadow. There's no, no shadow. shadow. The guy has no shadow. So that's why I don't think it's the wife. He's in white. Does she have a shadow, the little girl? Yes, that's what's okay. on the bottom. Okay, okay. I can see it. I was like, looking for that at first, so I had to see it again. So I wonder, because I also read, because I, when I do these things, I also read you know two or three articles to kind of gather finer details. Mm-hmm. And one of the articles I came across was that he kind of played like a practical joke with, with photography with his friends prior. But again, he's kind of an amateur, but he's got Kodak backing him that this is a legit picture. Okay. So either the girl has something propped up in her hair, which I doubt because the guy looks legitimately from some distance from her. The problem is the man doesn't have a shadow. Well, I mean, go down. No, too far. A little more up. So, like, I'm trying to see it as if the sun. It would be sh- shining this way. Yeah, because so hers is on would that be side. Somewhere yeah. over here. Right. So, I honestly think to solve the mystery of this photo, whether it's legit or not, you got to figure out why he doesn't have shadow. Well, I don't think he really looks like a spaceman either. That's also bothering. Well, he's also me. wearing a fucking. PPE suit. Well, a lot of people it looks said like it's like a beekeeper hmm. suit. But again, even if he's a beekeeper, he still doesn't have a shadow. Yeah, regardless. I don't know. Sometimes I look at this picture and it's like either scroll down just a little bit. Okay. Look down. The other way. The, the, the other, other way. Down. Sorry. Nope, too far. Go back up. <laughs> I'd say it's definitely not the wife. That's Go up just a little bit because I just want to show the, the ratio here. So it's like I'm trying to gauge. He's quite a bit behind her. Right. Really, because it feels like he's only, like, right there. 
Well, because he's so small, it's like it looks like I took an action figure and I just put it right behind her. But I mean, oh, I see, I see, I see. But still, he would have a shadow. So that is kind of now. Templeton later says he came to believe that the Men in Black men were fake. It wasn't real. All of a sudden, right? Yeah. See, told you. So <laughs> I just kind of go. I can I go, hmm. And then I go, hmm. There's a lot of humming on this one. Yeah. It's it, it, and but for me, the bottom line is that this this picture is very curious. And I think the sole reason why I find it so curious is because whatever this is, it should have a shadow. And it doesn't. Well, well no. I, oh, go ahead. I don't think your shadow theory is foolproof or nothing, so I'm gonna go with fuck the shadow. Okay, you do that. Well, if anything, the shadow shows that it was bad, like photoshopping mm-hmm. of the time. Obviously, they couldn't photoshop, but I mean, if you could put a figure in there, you wouldn't think to put the shadow down. And how would you? But I mean, manage that. What Michael says is, if it's right behind her head like this, it would be part of her shadow. Right, right. Mm-hmm. it'd be right, right here. And you can't right. see, we that, can't right? see it because it the be picture. Right. right. Yeah. Well, and the scale of it is weird because I mean, now we can. Like see video footage, and we can run it in com- in a computer and see how tall someone is. Like, mm-hmm. well, what I would love to have seen is the series of pictures that he supposedly took of her, right, all in the dress, mm-hmm. like prior to. Because if she shifts or moves or in any way different position, as you know, so if you you know how you could take a you know click 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 real fast, kind of you can catch the motion of the person. That would have been great to verify that, you know, she's not got something, you know, propped up behind her. And, you know, it would show her flow motion, but we don't have that. We don't have all the pictures. So, I don't know, but that's my thought. All right. So, either way, these are our Men in Black stories. And I think because we were able to find so many, we'll probably have a follow-up episode. And I actually quite enjoyed reading some of these very curious Stories and not all of them are in America. I saw one in Canada. Right, we we automatically assume Men in Black is a American associated um group or secret cult or whatever you want to call it. Right. Do you not think that? Have you seen Men in Black International? Okay, with I, uh, Helmsworth. Actually, I didn't watch it. I heard it was really bad. It was, it was it really terrible. bad. Well, I mean, it wasn't Let's the see, best. It, <laughs> it was, it was like there was really cute little aliens. And I mean, he's really hot, so I mean, did it do. save? Did the six pack save the movie? Of course, right. <laughs> <laughs> duh. He just whips it out like halfway through. He also saved go- uh, the new Ghostbusters, not the one with the kids, but the one before that, the old girl cla- cast. Uh, he oh, saved okay. that one too with his hotness. Didn't You're watch welcome. That one, yeah, that one wasn't that good. The one with the kids was really good. Either way, it was good. Either way, we'll come back to that. All right, so this is what we have for you tonight on the business Facebook. Facebook, yeah. <laughs> dun dun <laughs> come on number one <laughs> we have a Facebook page you can go on there and do what you want <laughs> preferably message us and not at our obnoxiously long email <laughs> yes that is the best place to do it we just want people to keep posting in there we've only you know we post stuff and like that which is fine but this is for you too and you too can party with us you don't have to say nice things. You can say bad things. What do you mean tell them? <laughs> They're listening to us. That's a pretty good thing for them. So. But like paranormal related, obviously. 
topic. Yeah, because all our posts that we post are paranormal related. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Well, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so paranormal, bro. <laughs> John comes back in in uh, 2050. His ghost seeks revenge. The ghost of Nakatama Plaza is still Hans Gruber ghost is what it is. Gruber Hans Gruber ghost. <laughs> yeah. All right. But yes, he's. That's true. If you have a story or a topic you'd like for us to cover, you can send us a request at where the dark corners are at gmail dot com. Final thoughts, Samantha. Well, from our time machine, I hope that everyone's having a great holiday season, and that it was like stressless. For my time machine. I already told people, I'm like, if things go sideways, I'm spending Christmas by myself. And they're like, no, come to my house. And I'm like, no, I'm staying at home. <laughs> like, the holidays are so stressful. So I hope no one else is feeling that level of stress. I'm a parent. You're a parent, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, Polar Bear. Uh, do you believe in the moon? I, I, I had something, but Sam just totally fucked it up. He's like, fuck, I got <laughs> shit to do. <laughs> totally ruined my brain. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you ruined his groove. Do you believe the men in black? I mean, I believe men wear black. Okay. So you don't believe <laughs> in this, this organization? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like, you know, the government's really good at hiding stuff. Like, not even good at hiding stuff. They're good about lying about stuff. Because we could, you know, sometimes you can tell, like, oh, no, this is really happening. They're like, no, it's not. You're like, no government the sky's blue and the government's like nah it's probably not it was a weather balloon <laughs> yeah it was a weather balloon <laughs> they told us the reflection thing it was the russians the reflection thing yeah you know the sky is not actually blue it's a reflection of the ocean yeah oh that's terrible see Ruined the government it. can just fuck it's that we don't know where that truth came from Science. the government probably told me that <laughs> I, I don't know so your final thoughts are i think there is a, a some sort of men in black yes but i think they're probably more. I think there's a lot of stories we don't know about them. That we're right, d- but they managed to silence them. Right. So I think the you know the people. If you're gonna go out and start talking and doing whatever, you better go big. So you can you'll be remembered as hey, what, was, what happened to that guy? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> <laughs> if you say you, know, you tweet one time and they fucking you're not having a bunch of followers, you're fucked. You know that guy, that guy. So you remember that guy? Your opinion is it Men in Black, people? Is it a human? I uh, think the movies have it right. I yeah? think it's both. Oh, you, th- you think that I think there I is undercover? I think we police our own you know, customs or whatever, but I do believe they ha- do have partners that... Okay, partners, but like, you know, they have... Yeah. Alien partners. Well, because they have to work with each other, so they have to kind of do whatever. So I'm assuming it's like a you know, an alien one day was the fucking Jackie Robinson of the Men in Black or something and broke through Okay. and set the trend. If that's the case, I hope that the pug shows up at my door. Is his name Frank? Yeah, Frank. Frank. <laughs> yes. He <laughs> just pick him up. Where are the aliens come from? <laughs> don't lie to me, pug. <laughs> okay. Uh, please don't shake any dogs. <laughs> Unless it's Frank. <laughs> All right. So until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why we hope to meet you where the dark corners are. Good, are we taking like a half a pause? Yeah.
<laughs> Have a pause. I'm still like low key terrified right now. Like I can't even talk to you guys. Why? She's like, my skin isn't fitting right now. I feel like it is hot they figured right me out. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> no, but could you imagine a man with no eyelashes and oh my god, like did you see something? No, sir. Yeah, albinos coming at your door. <laughs> I'm blind. I don't know what you're talking about, babe. <laughs> It's not working. It's not working. It's not working. I was like, he can't hear it. <laughs> the look of terror on his face was just funny. He was just very, like, oh, very quiet. my God. It was, like a, it was like a wind tunnel. <laughs> it's like the library where all we could hear what you're doing. Well, it's like when he was kissing the dog, and you're like, seriously? Like, what? I thought I was muted. <laughs> I love that one because you can clearly hear that. Anyway, Sorry. so 